0: what's up creepers before we get into this week's episode i want to let you guys in on a little promotion that we got going on right now on patreon we have recently implemented one week free trials on the patreon two dollar tier at patreon.com true crime guys that's right one week of free content listen to your heart's content and then if you like it maybe sign up or maybe just cancel after you listen to seven days of, of our free content whatever you want to do it's fine with us but we really think you're gonna like this little taste Again, Patreon.com Slash True Crime Guys There is a link below the description of this very episode Keep creeping guys Uh, g- good afternoon everyone Uh, this is your captain speaking oh. We're just about ready for takeoff now So, uh
1: Shit, everybody move now Go, go, go Inside! Everybody inside! To the stairs, quickly! Everyone head to the roof. The helicopter's waiting there. Go, go! No, no. No, you're lying. that That's what demons do. They lie to cause men of God to doubt.
0: I'm not telling any lies now, Father. I can feel it in your soul that you know what I say is true.
1: There's so much blood everywhere. Where be the rest of them? I, I can't tell. What is doing this, Mister Simon?
0: That couldn't have been done by no man. I swears it's. I don't know. I don't know. From the minds of true crime guys comes Sandu Stories, our brand new channel devoted to our previously Patreon
1: exclusive content. Where we'll be bringing you our own version of true crime what ifs and other audio dramas,
0: one season at a time. Join us wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's get strange. I can feel your fear growing, and your faith dwindling, it's an intoxicating Welcome back to True Crime Guys Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Andy. Well, welcome back, Andy. It's I'm, glad to have you. Thank you, man.
1: It's season yeah. two now, It man. is
0: season two of True Crime Guys. Season- we do 100 episode seasons. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, we forgot to kill Lorne off at the end of season one, so he had to come in on the premiere. <laughs> yeah, we, the, the writers just forgot to end yeah. that
1: character arc, so we had to like right. kind
0: of shoehorn him into that first episode yeah.
1: just to write him off, give him a nice little, oh, <laughs> That's how he ends.
0: Well, okay. I think he just wanted the royalties for season two as well, so he thought, "Man, I only got to be on one episode." Yeah, he's got to be listed. Yeah.
1: He's just got to be listed on the call sheet. That's right. He's yeah. just got
0: in <laughs> the credits now.
1: <laughs> right on. You don't get to use the catering table, though.
0: No. Uh uh. Those. That that's only for stars.
1: That's only for st- like reoccurring characters. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, you Andy, I'm you.
0: I'm glad to have you as a new reoccurring character.
1: Thank you. I'm taking full advantage of that catering table.
0: That's right. <laughs> Good. Good. And I'm glad to have you on YouTube as well. Guys, if you're listening here on the pod, if you're listening on the podcast, wherever you get podcast, you also go subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, and you can watch this very episode. Uh, well, live to you, right? right uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could stop right now and go watch on YouTube if you want. Uh, My lovely wife, Kristen, edits the videos and she puts in all the pictures that you want to Google anyway. So it's perfect, right? It's like that old saying: If they haven't seen it, it's new to them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Saves a lot of time. Saves a lot of time. Also, some other big news with True Crime Guys Productions. I won't spend a whole lot of time on this. You may have heard the ad uh, before the episode, but we are offering free trials on Patreon now for seven days on the $2 tier. So what you can get on that tier is access to every single Patreon exclusive uh, that Lauren and I have done over the last six years as well as our first 50 episodes of TCG proper in the vault. So you get access to all of that.
1: I'm doing all what? the, what the audience is doing right now. Oh, is that, is that I, what I was, I was silently, wondering, yeah, it's I was so distracting to how they were probably listening if right you, now. They were going, <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. It's just one of the benefits of the YouTube channel. You get to see Andy <laughs> acting a fool while I'm trying to keep a straight face and say important things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for instance, uh, we are taking case suggestions right now, yeah. which it's, something I'm gonna do a lot um I hate searching for cases I hate that whole feeling I love finding interesting stuff and I love taking suggestions so if you are on patreon patreon.com true crime guys or slash s d podcast either one please um message us on patreon I take patron uh suggestions first yes which we should uh and right? also we get special treatment
1: neither one of us want Google to be the we don't want Google to be tracking us though who's just like Terrible crimes. Yeah, Te- yeah, New terrible crimes. Right. Awful de- Like We don't want that as our algorithm. Even though <laughs> like it, already, it already
0: is, but yeah. yeah. It, it's-
1: <laughs> you just got to go in incognito. <laughs> it's <about> it. unavoidable. <laughs> what I'm getting at is,
0: <laughs> make a suggestion on Patreon. Most likely we'll do it. We are booked with cases now all the way up through April, and they are all suggestions, uh, which I'm very proud of. And they're all great suggestions, too. So thank you guys so much if you've already given a suggestion, like Cecilia Gonzalez did. For this week's case. Thank you, Cecilia. Yeah, thank you so much, Cecilia, for giving us one of the darkest cases. Yeah. Uh, there we There is a lot of rape in this case. Yeah, I'm just going to come right out with it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Cecilia,
1: your Patreon donation is going straight to my therapy.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy's still new, Cecilia. You can't break <laughs> him in on a case like this. <laughs> you're just
1: going to break me God. on a case this. <laughs> seriously. Break me in. We're not trying
0: to discourage him.
1: I'm trying to destroy me.
0: Yeah, we're doing an Old Wild West case next week, so that'll <laughs> give you a little break for Patreon. Yeah. That's the only hint I'm giving. Bang, bang. Also a suggestion, which I'm super excited about. I love those palate cleanser episodes where it's just a, a fun history lesson, you know? Yeah. All the people that are too old and all the people that knew them are gone. And it's in the Wild West. Most of them were pieces of shit anyways. It's yeah. Like, pretty
1: much, that's, you ha- if was, you were <laughs> in the Wild West and you lived past 12, you kind of had to be a piece of shit yeah. to make it past 12. So Right. Yeah. It's a
0: dog-eat-dog dog world out there. Yeah. Speaking of pieces of shit, how about Reinhard, Tambos, Meruli, Tua, Sanaga? Huh? You remember that guy? No, but I, are you going to say that every time? Every single time, I, I think you know people need to know his name. Yeah, because so. you don't
1: want to get confused with any other Reynard Sonagas. Exactly, exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, but he was an Indonesian sex offender who was convicted of 159 sex offenses of mostly young heterosexual men in Manchester, England, between 2015 and 2017. Uh, yeah. yeah, so those are he, some
1: high numbers right there. That's uh, he's yeah he's running those triple digits already.
0: Indeed. In, two, in a two year span? Yeah. He also recorded <sighs> and was known to record a lot of these acts on his iPhone as well, or multiple iPhones. Oh, God. Yeah. He had two iPhones.
1: Oh. Right? well yeah it has got super this, lucky got this much these kind of numbers you can't just fill uh, one iPhone's not gonna be enough for especially this not kind
0: in, of... especially not in 2015 yeah
1: not for this kind of data this man's carrying around right what was that oh. like an
0: eight gig iPhone then
1: Yeah, I don't even know I mean, one what was 3G's or something <laughs>
0: <Ugh>. <laughs> 3Gs garbage you know they recently discontinued 3 g can don't use 3G any, anymore I don't think so anyways yeah this one's gonna be uh dark there's going to be uh, a lot of rape as yep. we said. So, so guys, so, there is
1: a there's a lot of sexual violence, there's a lot of mm-hmm. sexual assault. This is gonna be your your warning, your trigger warning now. Um most so, prolific
0: yeah. rapist in British history. Yeah. Bar none.
1: So that right there is the bar,
0: and it's only gonna get worse from there. Alright, so let's start the intro. Thank God. Some guy took to his <laughs> house and start this twisted as fuck tale. How about it?
1: Uh, uh, yay. Yay. I, I can tell you're excited. Dig
0: in. Oh, you'll be fine, Andy. There's plenty to joke about, right? When you have somebody this horrible, it's like all jokes are on the table. So that's that's one positive thing oh, I, about a case like this. Yeah, I hope this man, I, I hope I can find ways to pick this man apart. I think you could do it. I believe in you. <laughs> so we're going to start this twisted tale back in June of 2017 when a teenage rugby player wakes up in a strange flat on his stomach with a stranger on top of him. Now, we're not going to use any of the victims' names because they're left out for for one. they're left out of almost every resource i found. Yeah, um, for and you know, they're still alive. And a lot of these some of these people are probably still, not probably, they definitely are walking around still unaware that this happened to them. And mm-hmm. sometimes in this type of case, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, you know, uh, Reynard Sanaga is gone away for life. He's never he's never getting out. Um, and even if he does, he'll be well into his 70s. So there's no reason in ruining any other people's lives, although these people do deserve to know. So it's, it's, it's tough.
1: Yeah, that was one of the things I, I was kind of figuring out as we were diving into this case, like this, the conundrum that the cops had to go through at the end right. of this. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into it all as we get through it. But exactly. yeah, this thing has some weird like twists in it that nobody really saw coming.
0: No. So let's get back to the, the story here that I'm telling. So this teenage rugby player, he wakes up with this stranger on top of him. He quickly throws the stranger off, then pushes him into the bathroom where he beats and disfigures the man's face pretty badly. He then grabs what he thought was his phone and rushes out the door to call the cops. Um, yeah, he
1: beat the fuck out of him, too. Yes. Spoiler alert. Beat the fuck yeah, out of him. Yeah, he beat
0: the fuck out of him. Um, And from henceforward, we're going to call him Rugby Teenager. Yeah, he's okay, Rugby that's, Teenager. He's going to be Rugby Teenager. Uh, So Rugby Teenager then made a 999 call and if, if you're unfamiliar, if you're in America, that is 911 mm-hmm. for the UK. Um, and although I was unable to find the audio, I do have the transcript, which Andy will read to you now. Oh, Andy? Yay. Thank God I get to throw these
1: acting chops out the window. Yeah. But, are you going to um, do, do an accent? Are you going to do a British accent? You think uh, you can handle yeah, it? I can try. Okay. I can try. Um, hello. Um, I've just... I was out last night, and um, then some guy took me to his house, and I—I uh, I don't want to. I didn't want to go to take me. I wouldn't let me leave his house, and he ended up trying to rape me. The teenager then told the operator, "I—I I tried to push him away. I've got blood on me because I tried to hit him to get him away from me. Uh, he's trapped me in his house for most of the night. I've had to—I know it's violent, but I've had to hit him a few times just to just to stop him from attacking me, being on top of me." I've had to uh, I've got blood on my hand if you want to see cut I, I think he I think he's busted so if you have to you might have to phone an ambulance cuz I've had to hit him a few times to get him away from me.
0: Thank you Andy. Whew. That was acceptable. Yay. Yeah. That's um, the highest of <laughs> praises I've gotten from you. <laughs> well, that's Yeah, gold that's, star. That's one of the highest praises I give. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, as you can hear from the phone call, and some of the, the speech is chopped up, right? Because he's, he's panicking, he's nervous. He's literally outside of Reynard's flat at this time, saying this.
1: Yeah, And the 911 caller is so, actually trying to get a lot of questions from him, like, mm-hmm. "Are you hurt? Where are you at? Do you know where, Do you know the person? Like, right. But, yeah. So he's
0: stumbling through it, so it is word for word, what mm-hmm. you just heard. Um, but meanwhile, the man left bleeding on the bathroom floor, as I alluded to, was none other than Reynard Sanaga. And you can see his busted up mugshot pretty much anywhere online. If you if you Google Reynard Sinaga or if you're watching on YouTube, it is on the screen right now. And yeah, he got fucked up. Yes, he, 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 yes. got, he got more than the old rugby one-two, man. He, he knocked the fuck out of him.
1: Oh, yeah. This guy looks like he just got thrown through a cage fighting match with his hands tied behind his back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For real. Well, it's the first time one of his victims was awake, so, you know, that's what happens. Yeah. Just before 6 a.m., police arrived and found Sanaga knocked the fuck out. Nah, but but pretty badly injured, though. Yeah. Seriously, like, he was he was incoherent. Mm-hmm. He was in and out of consciousness. And in a strange turn of events, they arrested Rugby Teenager on suspicion of causing grievous bodily harm with intent. Mm-hmm. And as he was handcuffed, he uh, easily handed over his white iPhone 4, which happened to be Sanaga's phone, Neither of them knew that at the time. He just thought it was... I mean, everybody had an iPhone. You mm-hmm. know, I think it was an iPhone 6 that he had, and I feel like everybody had an iPhone 6.
1: Mm, okay. You know what I'm
0: saying? Um, so when Sanaga woke up from his ass beating the next day in the hospital, he must have been having them phone withdrawals people be getting because he really wanted to know where his phone was. I yeah. mean, really badly. That was like one of the main... Like, when
1: I heard the cops talking about that, was like the main thing he was concerned with when they came in the house. Yeah. Like, have you got my phone?
0: Do you yeah. have my
1: phone? I need my phone.
0: Yeah. So the officers were kind enough to retrieve Sanaga's black iPhone six from under the bed of his flat. Dun dun dun. Cue the damning music, Andy, because it was in fact a device which they were yet to discover came contained damning evidence. <gasps> the smoking gun. That's right. As did the white iPhone that rugby teenager gave the cops by mistake. Really? So now they have both of his phones. Okay. Really? Okay. I see. I
1: didn't know he eventually gave the phone to the cops. Like I I thought the cops, uh, I thought the teenager had like figured out later that it wasn't his, but yeah, it's like, I know that he had to turn over that phone to the cops and they were like, oh, well, this is just another. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) Exactly. The cops
0: (laughs) quickly realized both phones um, were owned by Sonaga. Yeah. So
1: That is terrifying.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I hope rugby teenager finally got his phone back. Yeah, it's hey, like somebody. A, where is his phone? Where
1: is my phone?
0: Like, did you? Wh- where is my phone? <laughs> <laughs> did somebody call it? <laughs> but the detectives, see, the phone that they got from Sanaga's flat, they never gave it back to him, mm-hmm. right? Because they saw what was on the phone finally because they wanted to open it first yeah. because they saw how stressed he was about it. But he kept giving them the wrong pin number. Mm. So when he finally did give the correct pin, I really don't understand that strategy. It's like they're standing right here in front of you. Yeah, you can't it's like just keep being like, I don't know how to unlock see, my phone. Is it one, two, three, four? Or is it one, two, four, three? Is it, it's like, come on, dude. You're on this you're every fucking day. Yeah, you don't know the password long. for it's your phone. It's 2017 when he gets caught. The thing that you are desperately trying to get right now, you don't yeah. know how to open
1: it? That's, yeah.
0: Exactly. Well, we see once they do get it open, we see why he forgot so badly mm-hmm. about how to open it. Um, because it opened on a shocking video in which Sinaga was assaulting rugby teenager yep. right there in the video. That's right. I, Mid act. I,
1: I listened to like a little bit of a clip with one of the cops in this moment. And they said like, as soon as he, as soon as he like got the correct pen in, yeah, like he, he heard like the, sh- like the opening sound. Yeah. And he said like Sinaga just tried to like reach out of the bed and take the phone from him like multiple times. Oh. And so he was just like. Yeah, that's really suspicious. And then just like opened the photos app or whatever, the first app that was open. Yeah. And that was just on the screen. He was just like,
0: wow, I can
1: see why you were trying to grab this. Yep. Has he just just handcuffs
0: that hand to the bed immediately? Yep. Yeah, exactly. They didn't wait long because all of these clues were really starting to add up, especially with the whole, you know, caught red handed on video on your own phone shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's so is this your
1: phone? Yeah, that's my phone. Thanks.
0: Yeah, that's damning. So at 3.52 p.m. on June 3rd, 2017, Sanaga was arrested officially on suspicion. Just suspicion now of a single count of rape. So let's not jump to conclusions. I mean, we only have him on video on his own phone. I mean, let's not. It's just suspicion.
1: There was just this one video at the bottom of the screen. Right.
0: (laughs) Nevertheless, uh, thank, thankfully, he was immediately handcuffed to his hospital bed where he would be grilled by detectives for the next two days.
1: Yeah. It, it, it like, remember, he is fucked up at this point. He yeah. has gotten his ass handed to him by nowhere. a rugby player. He
0: can't go nowhere if he wants to. No. He's still you know?
1: lucid. They, like, I think one of the, the things I saw that they thought he had a brain bleed. Like They yes. were really worried he actually may like, even die from this because of how badly he was beaten. So yeah. yeah. He was under like constant medical surveillance at this time as well.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So in the meantime, while he's under constant surveillance, the police are searching his flat and they actually found dozens of phones, driver's licenses, student ID cards, watches and a wallet. Just one wallet, surprisingly.
1: No, I mean, that's, that's kind of harder to take. You want to just like pull one thing out, but
0: yeah. Yeah. But he took the whole wallet of somebody. That's kind of sus. Yeah. It's like kind of, uh, those those kind of sound like
1: trophies, maybe something along the, I'm just speculating. Just, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely trophies. Uh, And, uh, and you ain't got to be Johnny Cochran to build a case with these clues, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's but, him. That's right. also him. That's, That's him. Yep.
1: That's him, too. It's huh. framed, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: Incredible. But these ID documents, along with photos and video he took of his victims, were, of course, his trophies, as Andy alluded to. As we've seen with so many serial offenders in the past, they want to relive that shit over and over again. Yeah, just the
1: slightest inkling of, like, oh, yeah, that was that time. Yep. it's holding up little driver's licenses and stuff.
0: Yep. But all this was really starting to sink in with the police. They were really starting to realize how prolific Sonaga was. hmm I mean, and how much work they had ahead of them. They had to identify the men in these videos, find them, and then explain what happened to them, and then hope from there they would want to cooperate. Yeah. But, I mean, who wants to cooperate in something like that? Like, like I said, a lot of these, when the— a lot of these men that the police approached were shocked to find out that they had been raped. Yeah, oh, they're like, most "Oh my god!" Were. Like they had no recollection other than meeting Sanaga, having a drink, and then they have and then waking up. That's literally the only recollection they have. That's why so many of the men could have left their wallets, could have left their phones, whatnot, and and keys and IDs and all these different things, because like he he knew how to douse them mm-hmm. with this medicine, and it would, which we'll get into more specifically later. But, it, yeah, it was enough to keep them knocked out and basically in in a coma almost. To an extent, yeah. And, like, one thing that is – I don't
1: know if this is really talked about enough in some of the, the the resources and stuff, but, like, this is the only rape that was reported. Like, the rugby player, he was the only one that called 999. Yeah. So, had... all of it – you have to understand, he's, a, he's charged – he's, a, like, convicted of 159 rapes. Right. None of those were reported.
0: No that's just the ones he was convicted at, because of, of a number of reasons though when you really start look at the reasons it's not that crazy for one mo- 90% of them didn't even remember it mm-hmm. and who wants to think even if you wake up with your pants down you still want to be like oh maybe i just had to go to the bathroom
1: yeah know? maybe i was trying to get um, these all- yeah it's like yeah
0: you're not your first thought is not that you were raped yeah most you know? of these you men don't want that to did be.
1: not think did not have any memory of it had, may had like a slight and, inkling
0: that something had happened but- yeah and yep. the ones that did, they didn't want to go to the police out of embarrassment. I mean, males getting raped, it, let's, let's just put it like it is. It's not its not looked at the same way in society. Mm-hmm. It's really not. I mean, it's tough for them to come out. It's embarrassing. And a, a lot of these men ended up making uh, suicide attempts, Um, completely moving away, living in isolation, like they just couldn't deal with it. Exactly,
1: too. Like, and that's another thing. One of the reasons these rapes went unreported is because It was, people wouldn't believe that this man did it. He's such a, he's a very small frame. Yes, very unintimidating. Unintimidating, very friendly man. And a lot of the men who he had actually assaulted were larger, heterosexual, more masculine, more. That was his type. That was his type. So he was, that was who he was hunting for. So a lot of these men wouldn't even want to admit that this man took advantage of them. How did they let this person do this to them? Exactly. so, So yeah, he even had that like power over them.
0: Yep. So. And the police were, were starting to catch on to this. The longer they had Sanaga in custody, the more they were beginning to see his true colors. And police claimed that he was self-obsessed, vain, and deluded. Mm-hmm. One detective said, "He's a sociopath. Um, during each interview, he gave no comment. He is showing no remorse, no regrets, no empathy, no sympathy. He's effeminate, he's only five foot seven, medium build, doesn't come across as threatening at all. Yeah, that's what I was he's, saying, when like
1: these men who were not wanting to report these rapes. Because exactly. They're like, oh my God, how is this small, effeminate mm-hmm. gay man taking advantage of this large rugby player?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And The detective went on to say he's well-presented, well-groomed, and softly spoken. So if you're looking for a stereotype of a serial rapist, he does not fit that profile, which is how I believe he's managed to commit so many offenses for such a long period and go under everyone's radar, says Detective Ali. So let's back up a little bit and let's see what we can figure out. See if we can figure out what created this monster. Okay. Yes. Because let's go back in the way back. Offenders machine. this prolific. Usually there is something in the past that points to it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Not always. Sometimes there's bad eggs.
1: Sometimes it just pops out of nowhere, but yeah, there's sometimes there's some signs.
0: Yeah. So Reynard Sanaga was born in Jambi, Indonesia on February nineteenth, nineteen eighty three. Shares a birthday with Smokey Robinson. Mm. Millie Bobby Brown okay joey diaz insert something about shaving your nuts it's monday (laughs) and leslie david baker you know who that is i do of course i know from the office
1: (laughs) oh that's something we're gonna have to address on this podcast now there is uh there's no longer gonna be any of those who was that who was that guy what was that that movie we're gonna hold
0: you to this andy i'm uh, yeah you better andy is very good with uh, who plays in movies actors actresses Titles, directors, all that good stuff. So every time he gets one wrong, please roast him. Yes. In any comments, I
1: will. I will literally just thrash myself because he does back.
0: that to me every episode. He's like, "Oh, actually, in uh, it actually, wasn't Marvel, it was DC." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah,
1: I do. I'm usually the one screaming at my head, like just in my own head, every time I listen to the podcast.
0: <laughs> anyway, back to Sinaga. Somehow I got on the freaking grill over here, but still, Millie Bobby Brown, Smokey Robinson. Yeah, it's a it's a great group. Right, I like that. It's a Millie great Bob- group. She She'd be, she'd be popping up everywhere now oh i know
1: she's good though i like i like Millie bobby brown
0: yeah me too man me too so anyway sanaga grew up in an upper-class conservative catholic family in sumatra one friend stated his father is a very rich man he would boast of maids drivers and all sorts of things mm. but other than that really not much is known of his childhood uh one could gather he had strict parents who expected much from their children and education wise but in as far as education goes, Raynard seemed to be well on his way.
1: Yeah, I also I, I did see where some people said that his family did seem to be kind of very strictly religious. Um, they they kind were. They seemed very uh, conservative, and they
0: are conservative Catholics. yes. So yes, yeah. But his family was wealthy enough to send their son to international school, and then eventually to the UK to study abroad. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. for the UK, uh, he <laughs> your <had> t- problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. But he obtained a degree in architecture at the University of Indonesia in Depok in 2006. And his parents were apparently unaware or in denial hmm. that their son was gay and were really in a hurry for him to settle down. And I imagine he was like, uh, yeah, uh, I want to go to school more, actually. Yeah, I'm just going to i want to get married because I want to go to school more. Yeah, I'm just going to go it. to
1: a different country. Yeah. Way far away from you guys and just be, go to school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For a long time. And
1: a lot I, I even heard some of their friends being like they they had to have been in denial. Like there like some of his friends said after talking to him for five minutes, you would know that he is I don't think it even took that very long. Gay. yeah. It's I like think
0: they were yeah.
1: His day. his parents had to have been in just deep denial about this whole thing.
0: Yeah. Well I mean he was also the oldest son as well, mm-hmm. you know, the oldest of three children. I think he had two younger siblings. So you yeah, know, they but, were really that, that, counting but, on him.
1: Yeah, that does carry a bigger weight in that culture and stuff it does. over there, is the, being the eldest sibling and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of responsibility to his youngers.
0: Yeah, but he wanted to escape all that responsibility, and it was 2007 when he first arrived in the UK on a fresh student visa, where he quickly nestled his way into the welcoming city of Manchester. The Gay Village, to be exact. Manchester. Yeah. Gay Village is actually a neighborhood in Manchester. I, I thought people were just, I thought it was like a nickname for an area, but it's, yeah. it's not, it's it's actual, it's actual place.
1: Well, it's like the village in New York was always like, it, the village. It's, it's the gay village, but it's the village. So, yeah, yeah. But, but they left,
0: even, the, even New York leaves out gay. Yeah. It's like, it was like,
1: that's the gay neighborhood. It's yeah. the village. You thought, just, it sounds like it would just be like a, a nickname. Yeah.
0: No, they're just straight up front with it. It's, it's gay village. It says it on the map, <laughs> but he, uh, he set up shop in gay village and began studying sociology at the city's red brick university. His family paid for everything, of course. So he only had to worry about school, but I can imagine that would give one a hell of a lot of free time.
1: Yeah. His like I said his father did come from a wealthy uh, or he came from a wealthy father and like his yeah. parents basically just covered everything for him. I
0: think he did have some jobs. I think he worked as like a bartender or maybe like a waiter or something, but I mean I think this was just more or less for play money. Yeah, it's not his, something he had to do out of necessity.
1: Yeah, it was something like a barista. He worked at some like cafe or something. Yeah. It was but yeah, it was just like a he was just a, a
0: waiter or something mm-hmm. like that. But but his studies came first, and he later began studying for his Ph.D. in human geography at the University of Leeds, um, commuting from his place in Manchester. Hmm. But Raynard loved being a student. He loved being paid to go to school, which is pretty much what was happening. Yeah, um, And he told friends that he wanted to stay in the U.K. for as long as possible and dreaded going back to Indonesia, of course, where his homosexuality was looked down upon and not only by his country but also by his immediate family yes. uh, as we alluded to earlier his mother stated in an interview that they were quote a very religious family that did not believe in homosexuality they don't even believe in their son yeah that's a that's a that's a very bold stance to take i, yeah, like, I don't believe in it i don't believe it exists um, um, would you like to see video or you want to, I can show you I can, some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a quick Google search and you can see that it does in fact exist. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but not to mention the added stress on the family name and legacy as a firstborn male, as we, as we alluded to earlier. So, but here's a fun fact for you. In 2016, Sanaga was working on his thesis titled sexuality and everyday transnationalism and South Asian gay and bisexual men in Manchester. So, you know, it's very broad. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's very. Not, not niche in any way. No, um, no, no, no it no, relates no. to everyone. Yeah. Very, um, very easily relatable. Yes, absolutely. Which was ultimately a flop and surprisingly assessed as a failure. <laughs> um, but he was able to revise and resubmit it. And he may have even finished it had he not, you know, been arrested. Yeah. Maybe you should have spent more time on your thesis. Yeah. But speaking of being arrested, let's talk a little bit about his attacks and his MO. Okay. Okay. How would he do these things, Michael? Uh, Well, I'm I'm about to break it down for you. Break it down. Sanaka's flat was in central Manchester, which was ideal for this, okay? It was the perfect base for his assaults. He would wait for men outside nightclubs, bars, and then he would somehow coerce them to his flat for, I don't know, rest or to charge their phone or Mm -hmm. while they wait for a cab or whatever, and there's tons of footage on YouTube, which is really creepy, of him just like wandering up and down the streets. Mm-hmm. You can tell, like he's he he's wandering aimlessly. The way he's looking around, you he's would think hunting. you would think one of two things: he's hunting or he's running from someone. Mm-hmm. And we know he's not running from anyone.
1: That's one thing too. And like when they said he did have like a uh, a. a... A flat on that uh, this strip, basically, he was right in the middle of this gay Mm -hmm. village area where all the nightclubs and bars were, and he could look out his window and just watch people like just drunk stumbling down the streets coming out of these bars. So that's how they were saying. I I read or I saw someone say he they had a a footage or like a clip of him leaving his apartment, getting a victim, and getting back into his apartment in less than sixty seconds.
0: Yep, it did not take him long. That was was his. Like he
1: was right there in the middle of it.
0: Yep. And that was his goal, to get them to the apartment, get them something to drink. It didn't even have to be alcoholic. He carried an, a, a, a large array of beverages. Mm-hmm. He was ready to please whoever came in there. Um, but then he would spike that said drink with GHB. Mm, and apparently nice. he knew how much to give, man. Because like if you give a milliliter too much of GHB, you could put someone into a coma.
1: Yeah, you can OD on GHB
0: real quick. Really, and if you combine easy. it with
1: alcohol, it can kill you real quick.
0: Exactly. So, if you don't know what GHB is, it's a gamma hydroxybutyrate. Nailed it.
1: Nailed it.
0: Is a central, <laughs> but gamma hydroxybutyrate. I think I did it better the first time. Yeah. But it's a central nervous system depressant that is commonly referred to as a club drug or quote date rape drug. GHB is abused by teens and young adults at bars, parties, clubs, and raves, and is often placed in alcoholic beverages. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Euphoria, increased sex drive, and tranquility are the reported positive effects of GHB. Negative effects may include sweating, loss of consciousness, nausea, hallucinations, amnesia, and coma, among other side effects.
1: When you said euphoria was one of the positive effects of GHB, I just figured it was like the TV show on HBO. And you're like, yeah, that shows that checks out. (laughs) Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) Yeah, that show was created by GHB.
0: Yeah, probably. I haven't seen it.
1: Don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not you are not giving it a very good review. I'm not so selling not, it for you. Probably not going to check it out.
1: Not. not no, just yeah, not on this show. Right. Okay.
0: So, yeah. So, after giving them GHB, Sanaga would then proceed to sexually assault these victims while they lay face down on his floor unconscious, all the while he's recording this attack on his iPhone.
1: One of his iPhones.
0: One of his iPhones, yeah. Yeah, because he has multiple phones. Exactly. He also was rarely known to use condoms. Yet he found, yet he was found negative in regards to STDs or STIs. So that's at least some kind of peace of mind mm-hmm. for these victims who later find out what happened. Um, and Sanaga's youthful, unthreatening appearance allowed him to prey on drunk young men. He liked them manly, like Andy alluded to earlier. He really did, um, and straight apparently. Yeah, he liked to call them bi curious, but he was the only one stating this. This was not; these men weren't saying they were bi curious. Yeah, anyway, shape or form in
1: his mind. It was like, oh, because they said yes to come to my apartment.
0: They were by curious. Yeah, I think and I think part of his defense was like, I'm obviously gay. Like mm-hmm. I'm super flamboyant. So if you come with me in private, you must want to fuck me mm-hmm. or me to fuck you. Yeah. Imagine if everybody used that logic, like <laughs> be insane. Exactly. But that's ex- that's what he was. Yeah. And a lot of men uh interviewed remarked on how small he was and how they weren't worried about defending themselves. No, yeah. He even in his at this point, he's like
1: in his thirties, right?
0: Yes, he's so in his mid thirties, yeah. He
1: he looks very young. He does. He, he looks like he could he pass is,
0: for early twenties, even a student still.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely like a like a normal like college age student, not mm-hmm. like a grad student or anything. Yeah. So yeah, he does look
0: very young, very effeminate, very non-threatening. Right. And he'd been to this university for years. And so you know, he knew a lot about university life, mm-hmm. and so it was easy for him to make conversation. And he would just approach these people on the street, start talking about music or university or whatever he had to do to get their guard down. He would then coerce them back to his flat with the promise of more drink, a place to rest, or whatever. And it wasn't just his victims who were fooled by this demeanor either. Even his closest friends and family were shocked to learn of his true nature. Oh, yeah. They those, were... You know, all the most prolific ones. They're all the same. Yeah, They fool the people close to them.
1: You never really find a really prolific serial killer who's like, sister, who's just like, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a serial killer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah.
0: We know. No. What? what? (laughs) No, if he's been operating for a long time, yeah, they don't know. The people close to them won't know. But they believed that he was a studious, intellectual churchgoer. Former housemates were also shocked to find out the extent of his warped crimes. They thought he was a far cry from a sexual predator. Exactly. They always, the, a, a person who is able to do this as prolifically
1: and as just wide as he did. Yeah. They have to be someone who can make you let your guard down completely. Absolutely. And this they was. They have to be a chameleon. Like, yeah. absolutely. Whatever you needed at that moment, he needed to be that right then.
0: Yeah. And this was extremely frustrating for the detectives because, you know, who are you going to interview? You're going to interview the people that know them best. And everything that people are saying is opposite mm-hmm. to what he really is. I mean, Detective Ali, here's a quote from Detective Ali. He did go to church and did some volunteer work, assisted with the church service and some classes too. He sees himself as openly gay, and he liked the fact that the church accepted him as an openly gay man and also being foreign as well. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason he was out in Gay Village. He just enjoyed being in the UK and Manchester area where he's accepted as a gay man. He's come from Indonesia, a very conservative country, and his parents didn't even approve of his sexuality.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I remember one. One of his friends was talking about how when his parent his, his parents came to visit, uh, when he was in university, and it was like it was very clear they were just not acknowledging his lifestyle, his appearance, no. like all of the things that were just clearly. You know, when they the looked up face. his
0: address and they saw it on the map, they they're like, they had to see that he lives in Gay Village. I mean, right? yeah, it's I literally
1: mean, called Gay Village. Like that's I, it, yeah. His it, parents it, were in 100 percent denial, yeah. just
0: pretending it wasn't there. Right. so It's crazy. But Sonaga loved Manchester as, I mean, why wouldn't he, right? It was everything his home wasn't. Yeah. And he even examined Manchester's famous gay village as part of his academic studies and reviewed a book looking at how foreign gay men are included in gay communities. Where does he get his inspiration? Right? I mean, <laughs> hmm. man, it's just, where does the inspiration come from in his life?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I just imagine his room's just full of mirrors. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's like Reynard, your narcissism is showing.
1: No, oh, Reynard, what is this about? Right. <laughs> this this main character seems to be oddly <laughs> d- Ren 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 Soft. Is that Rins- 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 a his... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Right. Well, he carried this narcissism into his court proceedings as well, as you can imagine. Oh. And uh he believed every word that he spoke. I'm sure he did. He did. He really did. Throughout all three of his trials, synaga claimed that the men he raped had agreed to have sex with him, Andy. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And they also agreed to go to sleep first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they were snoring in the videos, as we mentioned earlier.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely uh, lifeless, pretty much. Just yeah.
0: dead waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So he claimed that they had agreed to pretend to be asleep as part of a sex game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And to me, this is just a last ditch effort on a fabrication. And thank God, the court seen it the same way. They were like, no, this is ludicrous. This is bullshit. Yeah, like, you, you
1: found 200 no, random strangers. No one pretends
0: to be asleep. I mean, I'm not saying no one.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I'm that not saying a, no yes. one. I'm not
0: saying it's a weird thing, but all these people aren't asleep, man.
1: Yeah, you don't have 200, 200 random different men on your phone. That all want to all all do agreed, that. all agreed, oh, yeah, I will act like a corpse while you fuck me. Yeah, right. Like, I don't think that's a very common uh, kink that you're going to find every day of the week on the street. No. So, yes, I'm sure there are people people do like that, but that's not 200 people's worth on this hard drive.
0: Right, and it's probably not favored by heterosexual men either.
1: Yeah, very Um, much so.
0: Yeah, but there was one man, um, one of his victims that Sanaga actually met on Grindr. He was openly gay. And wanted to have consensual sex. Exactly. Um, people who uh,
1: That's what his friends said, too. They were like, uh, he would have had no problem finding regular gay men who would be attracted yeah. to him.
0: Yeah, um, but he drugged and raped that guy anyway. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Um, <laughs> apparently, he hated when they moved, man. He had that Dahmer fetish. Yeah? Don't, no, no,
1: no, no. Still, still, still. Yeah.
0: Do you think he just like wanted to prey on straight men because he hated his father? Is this just one of those typical... I think his relationships, because you got you to gotta think, his dad, his dad's a hard ass, right? He's very traditional, mm-hmm. he's conservative, he's got a lot of money. He's like, look how my life turned out. You want to be like me? You need to be, like, you know. Yeah, he you gets yourself think it was a family also- and this and that.
1: I feel like it might have been part of just like a power thing because he was this small, very gay, a very effeminate man. And he was one. Yeah, but like, lots of gay men was, are. They don't, don't want to
0: have power over straight men. They well, no, what I'm
1: saying he was expected by his family and his culture to be this strong, straight, masculine man. And then he, but he's like, I'm not that. So I'm just going to take, I'm going to take I'm going to show you I'm better than that. I'm going to take power over mm. those men. I'm going to, I'm going to assault those men and abuse those men. It was like he was taking it, the power from that image. Yeah, he
0: enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed it. And there is a ton of evidence to say. Support this. Um, for instance, he was very active in an app called WhatsApp, which is basically a, a text messaging app. If you're unfamiliar, yeah, it's hu- um, it's
1: widely used in for in all uh, foreign countries and stuff to just yeah. enter,
0: uh, enter text and stuff. It's, exactly, yeah. and you can have you know multiple. You basically have chat rooms, private chat rooms. But in a lapse of judgment, Sanaga told friends in a WhatsApp group about what he claimed were consensual acts. Mm. Um, he especially loved to brag about quote turning straight men. More like turning them over on your floor, unconscious. Yeah, just am I right? Turning,
1: turning tricks on them.
0: Yeah, he saw turning heterosexual men as a sport. In reference to a victim that he found arguing with his girlfriend in the factory nightclub, he told a WhatsApp group, "Super Ray saves straight boys from their monstrous girlfriends." Mm. Yeah, man. So this you can guy, see the way he's bragging about these types of things. Ben. He's really
1: justifying some things, isn't he? It, to somebody, trying to to himself at least.
0: Yeah. And in another chat, he told a friend that he would soon be living alone. And they replied, well, you can get in lots of straight boys, darling. hmm Yeah. Sanaga replied, ha, ha, ha. You mean like this one? And then he proceeded to send a photograph of a victim that he had just taken hours before of a man unconscious on his floor. Damn. That is... Now, his friend allegedly was unaware mm-hmm. of this and just thought that the man was sleeping.
1: Or, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, and I mean, obviously, it's a picture too, so you can't tell. And his friend replies, "Ha ah, ha 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 ha! There's always a new one."
1: Yeah, that's man. This guy's <laughs> just painting a real nice picture for this jury, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Just really painting by the numbers here.
0: Then Sanaga goes on to to describe the man. He says he's silly, like typical lads, lads, and he's got a lovely masculine Southerner accent.
1: Probably not like ours.
0: No, not like ours. Not like ours. No, not like ours. Not like no, ours. Right no. here, you he ain't got this kind of accent. Soon, that, but I will tell you what, right, right now, ain't got just, that uh, country twang. I ain't get the hell up out of here with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's a southern <laughs> but, uh, accent. There right you right. go. <laughs> but either way, the, his friend seems impressed and tells Sonaga, "Fucking hell, darling, you get a different straight every week." Really? Seems
1: to be like that. Kind yeah. of. With the numbers you're putting. He up. really likes
0: to. He really likes this. This facade out there, as if no man can, resist can deny him. him can, like he yeah, is, can yeah resist he is him.
1: irresistible to straight men. Right. That, like, it doesn't matter. Like, even the straight men want me. Even everyone the straight me. men.
0: Yes, everyone does. Um, but Sanaga replies, just quote, Black magic and Manchester is a magical city. He adds, city of gay romance, city of gay love. With a bunch of O's.
1: It sounds like a Lady Gaga, like just a fanboy for Lady Gaga. It, <laughs> Black magic, but, <laughs> Manchester is magical city. City of <laughs> gay romance. romance, city of gay love.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a hit right there. That's
1: a million dollar. That's hit a right hit right there. But yeah, it's like it literally does. It does sound like a like a Lady Gaga message board. Like, yeah, like, it does. Waiting for her to come to Manchester.
0: <laughs> yeah, and apparently he talked a lot about this black magic because another friend joins in the chat and says, "Black magic, yeah. Ray makes drink potion of gay love. Ha ha." Ooh. To which his first friend responds, I know, I want the formula.
1: <laughs> Just sends a prescription <laughs> bottle.
0: <laughs> Sanaga then references um, a pop song by the group Little Mix. Um, the pop song is actually called Black Magic. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where they're getting a lot of these quotes from. But the lyrics say, take a sip of my secret poison, I'll make you fall in love. Andy, let's, let's play a little clip from that song. Oh, can I? Yeah, play it. Let's hear what it sounds like.
1: All right, one second. Let me get this thing up and rolling.
0: Good. This is this is great podcasting. But yeah, this we listened to a snippet of it earlier, and I think you guys are gonna understand why it's one of his favorite songs. Yeah, I can.
1: This guy right here. This seems like a a pretty good club anthem for this
0: guy. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Wanna know what it is? Make the boys more. Oh yeah, but he loves this. okay why can't you
1: make more things like this for our interest
0: Uh, (laughs) i'm just not that talented dude we need more more pops like this no it's actually kind of a it's kind of a bop actually i mean it kind of sounds like a like a more modern paul abdul
1: yeah it kind of does yeah 80s maybe some you know shoulder pads in this video yeah i I don't hate it i don't (laughs) hate it you know what i don't hate it
0: (laughs) but his friend replied uh to that to the t- to the lyrics take a sip of my secret poison i'll make you fall in love he replies i wanted to pull the straight boy last weekend so bad ah, ha, 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 ha. to which sanaga responds quote one drop should be enough
1: yeah especially if you're talking okay, about okay uh,
0: so you see what i'm saying so when he says that obviously these friends have to know what he's uh, alluding to Right, it's like they can say that they are ignorant to what he did and all that stuff, but I mean, but you guys are er, er, recognizing the fact that he's using some type of drug on these people, yeah, whether whether they think it's just putting them in the mood, or it's like an ecstasy thing.
1: Yeah, it seems like he's it's it's very highly alluded to in all these texts. What they all are kind of like, what's the unspoken thing they're talking about? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's they're all kind of dancing around the 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 unspoken. Uh, are you date raping these people? But, yeah, they're all kind of yeah. like, yeah, you go, Ray. Yeah. Get it, darling. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Another friend then joins the conversation and asks if Sanaga met the student on Grinder, and then adds... Quote, finally, I can see the inside of Ray's room. I was always forbidden to go behind the magic door. Ha ha ha. I guess this was a a past roommate of his. Okay, Mm -hmm. and he's alluding to the picture that Sanaga sent of his current victim in his room. Yeah. So he's saying, wow, finally, I can see inside his room. You know what I'm saying? And Sanaga says, you have seen it, lol. And he replies, briefly, you were always screaming, no, it's too messy. Then we were joking, male dead bodies were piling up under the bed. (laughs) Ha ha ha.
1: That's always such a great thing to joke about. Right. With your fr- oh,
0: love joking about bodies piling up. <laughs> um, so Sanaga replies, ha, 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 ha. Like just an enormous amount of laughter. Actually, discreet straight boys sanctuary. They are hiding in my closet. This
1: sounds like a, like a Dahmer thing he would be saying. or Yeah. yeah.
0: Like he, he really thinks that he's like saving these undercover gays who are living this this life as heterosexual men um involuntarily yeah like he's given saying? he's
1: given them what they're missing out on
0: I really think he believes that
1: yeah he's a he is legitimately a narcissist and he is 100% just like he's kind of like a masochist he's getting he gets off on the power he has over them on the pain he's he caused does. them so
0: yeah later in the conversation Sonaga again referencing his latest victim he said quote he was telling me about the arguments with his girlfriend and that he was fed up and needed to escape lol and he said, yes, for rescue. To which his friend replies, quote, Robin Hood, stealing from the strait to give to the gays. Ha ha. That's the
1: moral of the Robin Hood story, yes.
0: Yes, that, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. At least men in tights. <laughs> um, apparently, Sanaga spoke to the man's girlfriend later on and explained the situation, then took to WhatsApp to speak to his friends about it. He wrote, ladies, I've got a surprise visit, LOL, the girlfriend of the boy from last weekend. So, oh. apparently, his, le- his last victim's girlfriend actually tried to find him. Hmm. Yeah. So, he adds, yeah, so many drama, but they seem lovely. She wanted to meet me, so they knocked from door to door in my building. LOL. Yeah. Just Jesus. To, just to find me. How sweet. He then sends pictures of the victim, says he's only 19, and writes, his gay boy affair, me only 16. Ha, ha, ha. So he's telling people he's 16 years old. Just part, it's so just part of getting his guard. He is in his 30s at whoa.
1: this time. Wait, he sends picture of the victim, he, says he is only 19, and writes his gay boy affair. Me, only 16. Yes. Ah, is he saying he the boy was 16? No, because it the to what, it says the which his friend replies, you always flirting with these young boys, oh darling. So it's like. Are you trying to, like... Well,
0: 19 is young, too. Still, His yeah. friends know he's in his 30s, That's Andy. just... Yeah. You see what I'm
1: saying? I can't believe his... Fr- like, It's just so hard to see his friends just, like, kind of just bantering back with him about it. Like,
0: you always flirting with these young boys. Oh, darling. Like... Right? I mean, I know when you're around your close friends, you say the darkest shit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, they think this is private. Yeah. So you kind of have to give them that. I mean, all this came up later on. But it's just some of the things they say... Like, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to dismiss it as, like, you you had to have known at some point. Oh,
1: yeah, there is some damning evidence. Like when he says, one drop will
0: do it, honey, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so then another friend joins the conversation and asks, but baby, doesn't she know you slept with him? Didn't she want revenge, lol? To which Sanaga replies, we did not talk about it, so I presume she doesn't know. And adds, they were arguing that night. He told her that he was at his friend's. I think she was just wanting to prove that he was not lying. He later adds, the girls seem lovely, but he's too good for her. Oh my God. He then claims that he met her before and states that he has added the couple as friends on Facebook, both of them. See, he likes fucking with them.
1: Yeah, that's something that I was I was kind of wondering if, if, if we're going to talk about it because that was something that... Uh, they did kind of find out during the end of the investigation where he was like, because like you said he kept those trophies, yes, IDs and passports. He would go and like friend these men on Facebook and yeah. follow them or comment or message them sometimes. Yeah. And like, didn't, they didn't really know who he was sometimes. So like, I know. yeah, it's, he was, he, like I said, that power, that control, that, that pain he was still getting off on after way long after the, the attack.
0: Yeah. He says the boy is too good. He is calm, relaxed, and always listens. He deserves a better girl like me. Ha 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 ha. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's a little insight. That's a that's a lot of insight. Okay? Yeah. Um, into into him, and he he did even in court. Like he tried to pass himself off as feminine as possible. And you'll see as his court proceedings go on, his hair is getting longer. Mm-hmm. The way he's dressing is more effeminate. He wears a suit in the first one, and then it's like more effeminate as it goes on. Yeah. Um. So he is kind of trying to like portray himself as a woman. He thinks that he has a woman's figure. He thinks he's every bit as beautiful as a woman, and that's why straight men should be attracted to him.
1: Yeah, and that's why they all willingly go with him to his apartment. That's yeah. why they all say yes to coming with him.
0: Exactly, exactly. So here's another quote for you. Um, no more from Sinago or his friends. This is from uh, Detective Ali again. He says, I believe he's a psychopath to the point that he's convinced himself that what he's doing is not wrong. He's lived this double double life for ten years, where his friends see him as almost a Casanova. They believe he can go out and get a date and pull pull men for sex anytime he wants.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what I was like, kind of t- like harking back to. And his yeah. friends were saying like, he's attractive. Like, if he wanted to, he could just go to a gay bar and men would want to have sex with him.
0: Yeah, but that's not what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he wants that power. He wants that submission. He wants. He's got that Dahmer fetish, bro. You don't want him to move. Yeah, he he wants to be the one in control. Yep. During his first interview with police, Sanaga was presented with the video evidence of him raping victims. Which, in my opinion, that's a good place to start for the police. Yeah, why
1: don't we start Why don't we start here. with
0: this? If you can explain this, then <laughs> just puts I, phone I can't wait. On, right. on table. Why don't
1: we talk about
0: this? <laughs> what else do you have? That's our defense, Your Honor. That yeah. is just look at it, please. Okay. But in the videos, the victims are clearly unconscious. You can you can even hear them snoring in some of the clips. And Sanaga replies he says, "No, they're not snoring. They're breathing." Okay, first off, that's the same thing, and it shows how oblivious he is to the truth of what's in front of him.
1: Sorry, am I breathing too loud, Michael? You, you
0: are. You're. It's weird. I haven't heard you breathing like that this whole show. That's how I've
1: been breathing the whole show, Michael. Oh, you have.
0: God, that just <laughs> sounds like regular breathing to me, though. Right. Um, but he had not. <laughs> Ali says he had not been a narcissist. Had he not been a narcissist and psychopath, anybody else faced with such damning evidence would have admitted to what they've done.
1: Oh, yeah, they they would have understood, like, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I fucked up, didn't I? yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. And he adds, quote, he believes because he's so attractive and effeminate that men will approach him for sex. And he believes he's particularly attracted to bisexual and bicurious men, and he always takes them up on their offer, he says.
1: If they were the ones approaching you for sex, why is it always you like stalking out your apartment window right? for someone stumbling home drunk yeah. and you run out to meet them real quick and then why do you have their IDs and offer them to come back to you and you never lure, you never ask them, "Hey, do you want to come back to my apartment and get fucked?"
0: Right. No, it's no.
1: hey, do you need a drink? Do you need a charge? You want to call yeah. a cab? Like,
0: right. Yeah. And Manchester is is obviously is, is actually known as a very hospitable city. Mm-hmm. The people are very kind, they're very opening, they're very welcoming. Um, they'll have a conversation with you on the street. So like what he was doing out in public was normal behavior for the city. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's just his intentions just were unforeseeable. Nobody would, would think that. And despite this overwhelming evidence, Sanaga continued to deny his crimes. Detective Constable said that she sat through each trial and says Sanaga, who made extensive notes each day, remained absolutely emotionless. There are just no reactions, she says. I think the only time I've seen him show emotion is when he gave evidence in the first trial. Just like anybody under cross-examination might get into a bit of a fluster, he got a little angry and a little defensive. But apart from that, he just seems quite remorseless.
1: Yeah, he he doesn't so, seem to have any sense of shame or like he did something
0: wrong. The only
1: thing he was really getting like angry and defensive of was like, "Why are you saying I did something wrong? I'm the beautiful like I'm the beautiful one. I'm the right. one who got beat up." Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's like that's what he's getting defensive about.
0: Yeah. Detective Ali adds, "He's been consistent throughout, though. He stares dead ahead, he looks the judge in the eye, he, and he seems to smirk." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um don't these people always don't these narcissists they always seem to even if they're not doing it it's just like you once you learn so much about them you're just like ah he's just smirking underneath that frown
1: yeah <laughs> it's like you that's always also, they always look like they're smirking that's also something with like with uh, habitual and repeat like repeat offender rapists and stuff like yeah. serial rapists they they get off on that the trauma that they are continuing to cause to their victims. Yes. So having to, when he's in court, he gets to, he gets to see those victims again. He has to hear that testimony. He has to see yep. all these things and he's getting off on that again. Yeah. So yeah, he's just sitting there staring at them smirking because he has to, he's watching all these men relive the worst time. They didn't even remember. Right. So,
0: and apparently they let him uh, pick out his outfits too. Um, Like I alluded to in the first trial, he wore a suit. But during the second trial, Sonaga was dressed in a red and black plaid shirt and jeans. During trials three and four, he wore a beige jumper and had visibly grown out his hair longer. Detectives said that his outfits for for court were, uh, quote, a bone of contention for the self-obsessed rapist. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: I I read that friends even said that he was... Always ridiculously vain about his appearance. And yes, stuff. yes.
0: Like we said, in the first trial he wore a suit in the in his cross examination, uh he complained. He made a mention that his suit hadn't even been cleaned since the last hearing, and he was disgusted that whoever had provided the suit hadn't cleaned it. Which was funny because the dude wasn't really that clean himself. Yeah. He, w- he wasn't exactly Captain Neat. And you look at look at the pictures of his room. Yeah, didn't you tell on your Google, other roommate or you if couldn't you're on come YouTube. in? It's too messy. It's too messy. Right. I mean, his flat was an absolute mess. Images taken inside his flat show piles of clothes and shoes and bedding strewn across the floor. Even a glance at Sanaga's social media profiles suggests a narcissist, pretty much. He previously boasted to officers about dressing well and how men find him attractive. And he had a keen interest in clothes, which was evident from his Facebook profile, which features numerous images of men's tailoring. And the timeline is also littered with selfies and videos of Sonaga lip-syncing or dancing to pop songs, including Robbie Williams' Love My Life and a cover version of Radiohead's Creep.
1: Goddamn right you're a creep. I know, right? But not one of our creeps. You're a bad, you're a bad kind of creep.
0: That song just will never die, man. You're a
1: bad, you're a bad creep.
0: Right? That was probably his self-loathing thing. That was, he listened to Creep when he was really... You know, just being honest with himself. Oh and yeah, he just look, had like having
1: that like deep emo look yeah. in the mirror. Like I'm a mm. creep.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. And for one other thing, another thing to think about, it's like yeah, his his apartment is probably a wreck because he's putting all of his like energy into his facade of being a good student and friendly person. Yes, and his nightly sexual attacks. Yeah. So that's the only time he's putting energy into and these also, two things. He, does, he doesn't care if he has to clean anything up. Exactly. He's not trying to get a boyfriend to come over and actually like him.
0: And also, when one of your private aspects that you don't show anybody is so terrible as raping people, so dirty as that, things like having a dirty room or whatnot in private, they seem less significant. Yeah, that... If you know that, what I'm saying? That, like, that doesn't it, bother you anymore. Exactly. That's what oh, I'm the saying. bed's not Look, made? Sorry. Right. If you're hiding a secret that dark, you don't care if somebody thinks that you're a slob.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's All of his energy was going into these two lives. He's not cleaning his apartment. Fuck no. Because I'll say it, he's not bringing friends over. He's not bringing actual love interests over.
0: Right, right. And uh, a lot of his posts on social media included images of pop culture and pictures of Manchester. And he was very proud of his new city. On May 23rd, 2017, just after the Manchester Arena uh, terror attack, he wrote, MCR, stand strong together and undefeated.
1: That is not my chemical romance, though. I did have to think about that for a little bit. That is
0: not my chemical romance. But as I said that, I was like, man, my chemical romance. Man, they are strong. They are MCR.
1: (laughs) They are strong together and undefeated. Yeah. (laughs) The Black Parade continues to march.
0: Right. (laughs) But he also had images of phrases such as, be weird and... I never seek attention. I let it seek me. Hmm. And of course, selfies, Andy. So many selfies. Let me take a selfie. Let me take so a selfie. So many selfies. Let me take a selfie. All of the selfies. Take a dude. selfie. Literally. We, should we take a selfie? Yeah, we should take, <laughs> we should take a selfie. That'll be Look the right thumbnail. the <laughs> for this episode. It's just a selfie. Just you taking selfies. It's going to be advertisement for this show. Nice. Um, but all right, let's get to the sentencing and let's get to the court hearing. All right. Let's see what this bastard got for let's all this shit.
1: Put this man in a fucking hole. Right. Just not like the ones he was trying to get into. Put him in like the fucking no. solitary right. deep down in the bottom of the prison. Put him in that Charles Bronson room where you just right. sit there and just stand.
0: Well, you know they're not gonna kill him because the UK doesn't kill people, but I mean I don't know, even in the US, because he didn't he he's not confirmed of any murder. So. Still, like
1: I guess he needs to go in that Charles Bronson prison that they put Charles Bronson in
0: where he has yeah. to just stand. He can't sit, can't do anything. Just yeah, with Charles Bronson, and let him kick his yeah. ass.
1: Put him in the same that what that one person's. Yeah, house. <laughs> right. <laughs> but oh, I have fun with you, <laughs> <laughs> twisting that mustache up. <laughs> I hear you like to take advantage of some boys, Right?
0: Yeah, Charles Bronson would be the one to make things right.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mike makes right there. And,
0: that's right. Or Pansram. Yeah, Pansram would have just killed him. Panzram would have <laughs> raped him and then killed him.
1: Yeah. Nah, was,
0: but, he needs to be Charles Bronson's cellmate now. Yeah, exactly. But in court, for starters, uh, the jury got to hear Sanaga's mother and sister's positive character references um, that they made for Judge Goddard. I don't really know what they said, but the judge's response to this is everything. He looks in Sanaga's direction and he says,
1: guys, guys, I have this one, I'll, I'll deliver this. I got my, my, okay. call, my, my judge. All right. My judge is still we'll Ready. They know nothing of the cold, cunning, and calculated rapist that you are.
0: So true, you nailed it. Because <laughs> they have the big furry hats. yes, the big furry yeah, hairs. absolutely. They, have to be
1: very, they know nothing of the and, cold and cunning, calculated rapist that you are.
0: Seriously, and you know, judges are so theatrical. Yeah, you especially know, they, in they love being up there. Everybody's staring at them. You know, oh yeah,
1: they're wearing a silk robe and a big yeah. furry hat. Yeah, they,
0: they like lo- they love it there. Everything they say, every word, the people are hanging on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're like a pastor. Yeah, yeah, sometimes they do hang them. <laughs> but members of a church that Sanaga had attended also provided a reference, which I also couldn't find, surprisingly. Yeah, they took that down um, real quick. Yeah, they took that shit back. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's such a great guy. Look at the videos. Never mind. Where'd that post go? <laughs> I, that just deleted. No, so, he wasn't. I, I don't uh, think he was a member that was, here. No, oh, that was a different, right, That's uh, yeah. why we, That's why. that no, was Reinhardt Sanaga. Uh, Was it it rain soft? (laughs) It was rain soft. Rain soft. Yeah.
0: That was rain soft. (laughs) But as he was handing him a life sentence, the judge told Sonaga, It is almost beyond belief that someone who professed Christian beliefs could at the same time have committed such wicked crimes.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's not, man. You ever heard of BTK? Mm -hmm. Like, come on, dude. Adamant churchgoer. Yeah. Adamant churchgoer.
1: Leader. Deacon. Yeah. Sunday school.
0: But his four trials took place between June 1st, 2018 and October 4, 2019, covering a total of 48 named victims out of at least 206. Sanaga is believed to have raped while they were unconscious. Police have been able to trace 70 of his victims. So yeah, Michael
1: did just say his four trials because he had, they have so much evidence and so many videos and clips of at least 206 people Yes, they had, they could identify 48 of them and they were able to like, they wanted to break them up into four separate shorter trials Yeah, so that it wouldn't just be a listing of just parading victims through of and victim 36 and victim like it. They wanted to actually get juries to have to be able to really be able to identify with each of the victims and not just be this dog and pony show of constant just, and the next,
0: yeah and the next. Exactly. So overall, Sonaga was convicted of 136 counts of rape, 14 counts of sexual assault, eight counts of attempted rape, and one count of assault by penetration. Only one? Only one, apparently. His defense said he could offer no mitigation. In the first two trials, he was given 88 concurrent life sentences with a minimum of 30 year term before being considered for parole.
1: I don't think that's even going to be considered. I think that, that thirty, like that day not, on that, the thirty-year thing, it's just going to be like, and eh, trash. Well, and I mean, it trash. was
0: it was immediately, it was almost immediately raised a couple years later to forty years by the court of appeals. So not only did he not get get an appeal, the court of appeals was just like, no, you're not getting it, and we're going to add ten years. You know fuck what? You fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> in particular.
1: More, ten more years just because you <laughs> even
0: asked. Exactly.
1: Don't even ask. Fuck off.
0: Yeah. So reporting restrictions were in place until the conclusion of his last trial, after which his crimes were made public for the first time. Sanaga was originally held at HMP Strangeways, where he refused to cooperate with investigators. So they're like, all right, fine, we're going to move you to HM Prism Wakefield in April, which was several months after his final trial. And on January 16th, 2020, Sonaga's case was referred to the Court of Appeal for being too lenient. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Cox was reported as saying a whole life order should be considered for Sonaga, meaning that he would never be eligible for parole.
1: Oh, yeah. There is there is nothing in like history that says this man should come back out of prison. He has no remorse. He has done this hundreds of times. Yes. This was not... Uh, this was not a one-time rapist who got into a drunken attack. No. no, this is a serial, narcissistic sociopath. Yeah. He sees nothing wrong with the things he's done. Not he's to a- mention,
0: he's the worst type of sexual predator. And as we know, these sexual predators, I think they have the least chance of being reformed. Oh,
1: no, he is, is a broken person. That yeah. one, nope, that one broke. Sorry, Did, yeah, put that one in the back.
0: Yeah, he should not be released. So in her summing up, Judge Goddard commented... In my judgment, you are a highly dangerous, cunning, and deceitful individual who will be, who will never be safe to be released. But this is a matter for the parole board. Hmm. His earliest date for a parole board hearing is 2060. He'll be 77,
1: dude. Uh, and we will cover it on that date, guys. We will be back ready to cover it when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> will we? <laughs> I'm going to put it on the, the calendar now.
0: 2060, <laughs> yeah.
1: Check back in, 2060, guys. We will we will cover that when his name pops up. That's right.
0: I'll be in my early 60s. I don't know Matt that well. I be, <laughs> no, I will be 70. I'm sorry. I'll be 70. In 2060.
1: I'll probably be dead.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> You're younger than me, Andy. Hang in there. Uh, <laughs> I got to take a smoke break. Hold on. <laughs> right.
0: Well, that's pretty much all we know um, about Raynard Sonaga. I think that's enough. I think I learned more than I wanted to know. Um, it, it just kind of sucks. There, there is a, a theory called the canal pusher theory. Have, oh, you, have you heard about this? Oh,
1: I, I kind of got, I it, got like a little wisp of it on some of the things I read, but yeah, it, yeah, it really Michael, sucks. let's take us
0: into this deep dive. It sucks because the canal pusher has become, like, somewhat of an urban legend mm-hmm. in that area of Manchester. Um, because so many men have been found in the canal, washed up, especially in cold months. Like, mm-hmm. they've fallen in there, froze, or just Hypothermia, drowned. Hypothermia, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, the area around the canal is covered in bars and nightclubs and everything else. So, like, a lot of times... People are are walking through there and they're alone, right? Mm -hmm. Since 2007, authorities have tragically pulled 77 bodies out of Manchester's canal and waterway network, many of which are young men. And it's funny, just, you know, a little fact. Sanaga has around 70 unidentified victims. So, So this is where they're kind of trying to match him to this, which I hate. I don't like this. I don't think he is the canal pusher. I don't think you need to give him any more of this lore. He doesn't need to be tied to this in any way. All it's doing is just boosting his freaking confidence.
1: See, I, uh, okay, this I might like be the, this. this might be the one real place where we really disagree on this case because the one thing I did look into this when like they said, he was giving GHB to so many people and they're always, most of them are constantly drunk and mixing GHB with alcohol is very deadly. Like you can easily OD easily just stop yeah. breathing and like doctors have come out and said like it, he's done this so many times. Yeah. There's no way he did this no, 200 uh, times successfully without with not knowing how much these men had drunk drunk before not knowing what right you're saying he may have
0: practiced on them
1: no he may have probably killed some men and then had to dispose of the bodies and just and just pushed some bodies into the canal just tried to dump them away i i just believe that with with this many people they could not identify they couldn't go find on the on the streets i do believe that there are probably some people that he accidentally killed he wasn't trying to kill them he just he was trying to drug them to rape them Mm -hmm. and he up well, this one passed. Let's just dump it in the canal, like because he didn't like he was just a. And how a thing, how the
0: hell is he gonna get the body down there, Andy? He's five seven. I don't know, maybe like a hundred and fifty pounds.
1: There, I I don't know. Maybe he did this in some other areas before. Maybe once he got once he started getting them into his apartment, maybe he got a little bit more ready but the, to do but it. But the
0: but the men are found in the canal, though, is what I'm saying. Maybe, I'm saying maybe like, how did you some get the body men? down there?
1: Because maybe some of those men, maybe he did encounter on the streets. Maybe he encountered yeah. at bars and he just drugged them out there and assaulted them and pushed them into the canal or they just died on the streets or something like that. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe some of these men actually made it downstairs and tried to get out or no, I, I like that. You
0: believe this. I, I want to hear, I don't know. I Let just, me- I
1: do feel like there's, there's with so many victims and so many unidentified people. Yeah. I, I just cannot believe that every single one of those men walked out of that that apartment alive.
0: It is hard to believe.
1: It's very hard to believe that that many people with that much drugs, that much unknown substances, yeah. and a man who is willing to just completely assault a unconscious, near death person. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine that that many people walked out of there alive.
0: Yeah, me either. Me either. But rumors of the canal pusher were born on January eleventh, two thousand fifteen, when the Daily Star Sunday published a two page article headlined "Manchester's Killer Canals," which was, you know, in two thousand fifteen, that was. The height and start of Sanaga's reign. Yeah. Okay. That is when he started. He was most um, active 2015 to 2017. So the article cited 61 deaths in the Canal Way, which stretches for over 10 miles through central Manchester since 2006. Okay. Um, since then, that number is estimated to have grown drastically to 85. Though an exact figure for more recent years is unknown. And like I said, since 2006, right, this number has been climbing. Sanaga came to Manchester in 2007 and lived within walking distance of the canal the entire time. See, and that that's one of the things I was most, kind of
1: alluding to. It's just... Also,
0: I know, I know. I'm, <clears throat> I'm giving you some facts that line up for you. Most of the victims were young men as well, mm-hmm. okay? Almost all of them were men. It's just most of them were young men. Also, it said that Sanaga, for Sanaga, as Andy mentioned, to administer JHB successfully... He may have went through some trial and error. It's mm-hmm. not the easiest thing to do, and he could have possibly killed people. As we alluded to earlier, if you take one, milli- one milliliter too much of GHB, it can put you in a coma. Mm-hmm. One milliliter. But still, with all that, I still think it's bullshit. I think um, I found this clip. It says, The fact that almost all the victims are men speaks volume, with many men looking to the canal as the perfect opportunity to relieve your bladder when you're drunk and then so with little to no evidence to support the theory the more obvious conclusion is to say that c- the canal pusher is simply just an urban legend mm-hmm. and men are just falling into the canal and can't get back out. Oh they yeah, they can drown, they're tired, they're drunk. Oh yeah, drunk men uh, just cold. stumbling around, oh yeah. I'm all
1: pissing that river. Absolutely, yeah. and that's that's a 100% but, plausible thing for one of those deaths.
0: <laughs> right. But why does it grow so much after 2006?
1: Strangely, when Sanaga moves in right there within walking distance of the canals mm-hmm. and is constantly assaulting raping and drugging,
0: I don't get hundreds it hundreds of young men, yeah. It's, it's strange. It's strange that it comes up. But I, my thing is just how does he get the body over there, though? Like, I, I get that the canal is in dark areas. They're through alleys to get to them and whatnot. But still, someone is going to see this small man, unless he had help. Mm-hmm. But someone's going to see this small person dragging this freaking body or pushing something very suspicious and then dumping it in the canal. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I, I have seen videos of people who have explored this and they've actually went to the canal and walked along the waterways and stuff mm-hmm. and at night there really is hardly anyone out there like if you fell in and, and he demonstrated the guy in one of the videos um which i've linked in the description or in the sources and he's kind of like doing a, a spin and showing you all around and it's it's like early morning it's mm-hmm. like three or four in the morning yeah and no one is around like he could fall in that canal right in the middle of manchester and die yeah that's that's like, like the
1: that's like the what the baker's shift or something like that that's what yeah. people call that like the three to four o'clock in the morning where everybody's yeah. just like everyone's ill to sleep except for the people who are getting breakfast ready for exactly else.
0: exactly it was it's kind of cool though in that video he ran into one other person it was like crossing this really narrow bridge with mm-hmm. him, and the person was like got a little bit confrontational. They were like, well, why are you filming what, why are you filming me what What are you doing? yeah like to the point where he had to cut the camera off temporarily. I believe it. Yeah.
1: You
0: know I I wouldn't have done that.
1: Probably not the right the right person to be filming at that yeah, point.
0: Yeah, I would not, but I wouldn't have cut the camera off after he's already getting aggressive. See what I'm saying? I want whatever to be found found at this point. Like, oh yeah, now at this point,
1: oh uh, yeah. let's just hold this up higher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna make sure we get Put it in all, the shirt pocket and
0: get the fist ready. <laughs> i to make sure we get all
1: traces of you on this. I'm make sure I'm gonna get your I'm gonna get your yeah. face, your eye color, I'm gonna get your yeah. scent. I'm gonna get your scent, Michael. Could you
0: speak a little louder so I can your yeah. scent? I'm gonna get your scent, Michael. It won't be long. They'll probably have something on our phones where we can send scents to people.
1: Yeah, well, because they'll be absolutely, especially if they're one of our listeners. Yeah, they'll be able to really identify oh, them. Oh, that would they'll be. They'll be really able to identify them in one of those scent things. Yeah, I could send our them. listeners, our listeners will be listening or wearing some of that. Good oh
0: my guy. They will. It'd be great if I could just give people samples right through the podcast. Yes, yeah,
1: so you could just like smell a vision yeah. through the through the speakers or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's what just we put need. your nose
0: up to the speaker. Here it comes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> does it? Don't put. Don't taste it. Don't. don't, don't
0: no, Andy not taste vision. Andy did that last week. If you want to see was, him, once, you want to see him eat deodorant. Go check it out last week. I did it
1: one time. It Uh, it
0: was all that needed to be done, honestly. No. No, you didn't need to be done. It didn't need to be done. It didn't need to be done. No one asked for it, that's for sure.
1: Nobody asked for this.
0: Uh, (laughs) But if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Oh My Gaia, which is an innovative, all natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor causing bacteria while still maintaining effectiveness. (gasps) Really? That's right. Super effective. Charming.
1: I'm have you smelled me at all today?
0: Uh, I have not. Good. Yeah, working. that's true. That's a good thing. It's working. I'm rocking some uh, tobacco and caramel today. It's one of my new favorite scents. You May know, since we
1: live in a tobacco state. I have to taste that one sometimes.
0: That's right. But there's tons of other scents to choose from as well, guys, like vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, another one of my favorites, coconut, dreamsicle, leather, lumberjack, honeysuckle, fireside, bergamot, amber, pear, sweet pea, sailor, barbershop, and also (laughs) true crime pine. If you don't know where to start, start with true crime pine, because you're listening to true crime guys, and you're obviously a true crime fan, right? Oh, yeah. And you're obviously... smell a little piney. That's right. And you can use your own namesake as your code word, creeper. For 15% off at shop underscore oh my on Instagram or omigaya.com. Oh That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A.com, guys. Again, use code word creeper, OhMyGaia.com. There is links to the website of omigaya oh as well as Tonic CBD right below this description, which Andy will tell us a little bit about now
1: tonic CBD. It's true, guys. Not all CBD products are created equal from how the hemp is grown and processed to how it's formulated and delivered into your body. Like I said, put it in there. Just get it in the body. Get it. it doesn't matter how you put it in, get it in. That's why Tonic's products really stand out with original formulas using CBD, adaptogens, herbs, and superfoods. is it yeah. kale a superfood or is that a myth now? Uh,
0: I don't know. Things are always changing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But this isn't changing. No. And we have been working to deliver the most effective and intentional and sustainable products possible. Tonic cultivates their own hemp, certified organically, at a farm in upstate New York. That hemp travels only thirty minutes to their distribution facility, where it's then turned into into a finished product and sent directly to you, Mm -hmm. ensuring only the highest quality vibes at every stage of the process. High quality vibes. You can feel those vibes. Everybody's Mm. just vibing at Tonic. I'm vibing right now. They're just vibing at that Tonic plant right now. Hell yeah, they are. With uh, values rooted in quality, integrity, sustainability. Tonic is committed to creating plant-based wellness products that are good for the people Mm -hmm. and good for our planet. Yes. For the planet. For the planet. But visit tonicvibes.com to learn more and use code word creeper for 20% off your first order. That is tonicvibes.com again, and use code word creeper for your first uh, 20% off your first order.
0: That's right. And if you're too lazy to type in a URL address, it's right below the description of this episode. Just scroll down and click on that. Also click on our link tree and go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to True Crime Guys on YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. Guys, we got a lot of stuff we're going to be adding to YouTube this upcoming year. We're going to try to do more video on almost all of our shows. So subscribe to that YouTube channel. Again, all TCG proper episodes will be on the YouTube channel on Wednesdays. So you guys can watch them and have all types of images and funny gifts and shit that we put in our videos, you know, and
1: as of right, as up of the, the time, experience, we're, as of right now, we're filming this. We are almost to a thousand subscribers right there on YouTube. So yes. guys, get us, help us get up to the thousand uh, subscriber mark. And we're going to continue to try and push that, that YouTube content out there for you guys. That's right. Uh, hopefully we have a few like kind of big things coming up down the road on YouTube. Oh yeah, so. for sure.
0: And guys, that's a great way to help the show as well as joining Patreon, patreon.com slash true crime Guys, Um, For just five bucks a month, you guys can get access to everything we make here at TCG Productions. It's literally a show almost four days a week. Or it is four days a week. Everything. Um, And then, you know, every other week, you got five days a week if you got Sandu Stories coming out on Tuesdays now. So wherever you listen to podcasts, please go subscribe, rate Sandu Stories. Mm -hmm. Um, We appreciate that very much. But as well as Patreon, um, if you're on Patreon, like we say, we your Patreon suggestions got first priority. And speaking of, I want to thank Cecilia Gonzalez again on Patreon uh, for this suggestion. Yes. Thank you very much, Cecilia. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. Thank
1: you for making me learn about all these things I needed <laughs> in my brain.
0: Oh, oh, Andy, it's needed, just beginning.
1: Oh, I needed this in my
0: brain. Yeah, you did. Oh,
1: needed to take up all the important spaces. With, Don't worry. With the, this. the good
0: news is that your brain can only hold so much. So. You know, by next week, you'll probably forget about it. What? The
1: before it starts spilling out of my yeah. head?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Before I'm just oozing. Just slightly just...
0: before. That's why we record every week, really. We just got to overlap the old stuff. <laughs> yes.
1: All yeah. All right.
0: Can't let that sit too long.
1: Got <laughs> to gotta purge. Got to <laughs> yeah. purge. Exactly. Pressure's building,
0: Captain. Exactly. Like the pressure's building with this show. We got to wrap this thing up, man. Mm, I need some food. I'm hungry. I know. Me too. It's lunchtime. Catering. All right, guys. <laughs> Well, that's all we got this week. Again, like I say, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on social media, at True Crime Guys. Subscribe on Patreon if you are so inclined. We also have Patreon free trials on the $2 tier. And it's up uh, right
1: now, those free trials, so check those out.
0: That's right. And next week uh, is a Patreon-exclusive episode actually so if you're not on patreon you will you will not see me and andy next week
1: well better time to try one of those free plat those free trials of patreon next week's gonna be a patreon that's true and
0: you can get it on that two dollar tier
1: absolutely so guys check out patreon.com and Mm -hmm. we will be we will be back on there next week to bring you guys something wild
0: that's right all right guys well we'll see you next week keep creeping bye
1: If you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to check out all the other shows on our tcg network as well as subscribing to our youtube channel starting every monday with new episodes of strange unexplained followed every other tuesday by our audio drama podcast sandu stories then of course new episodes of true crime guys every wednesday and if that's not enough head on over to our patreon where you can have access to hundreds of hours of exclusive content including older episodes strange shorts the latest edition of sandu stories and of course higher thoughts but until next time guys keep creeping you hush your mouth boy black magic (laughs) manchester is magical city city of (laughs) gay romance romance. city of gay love
0: (laughs) okay that's a hit right there that's a million dollar that's a hit right right there. there